0: You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Poncho Section, where today we are going to discuss some deep cuts. And it took me a while to figure out That term, I was I was real lost. I was dancing around it for a while, but this actually, this is pretty relevant to me right now because I've been on some weird music kicks lately. Oh, and well, so currently, um, well, let's say that what what are you listening to currently? Like, what's the is there something? Is there an album or, or is there an artist that you're that is at the top? Of your list right now that you keep going back to oh or or have you been like jumbling around?
1: I have been jumping around right now mm-hmm. um there are a couple of songs that I keep playing a bunch yeah. um but yeah the, it's so there's two things I would say one is um blinding lights by the weekend
0: that's like been, uh, that I just I was I forget who I was talking to recently. But we're just saying how catchy that song is, and it's so how, good. Yeah, I mean that's on the top for for a while. Like I was listening to that a lot, and a couple other ones from that album because I I do think there's a lot of hits. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a real he's a real hit maker. Yeah. Um, and and um, besides him, like he's he's a big hit maker. There's a few like hit makers that I've been into or that I was into um over the summer a lot for sure. Okay. Um, I don't know if they would necessarily see. It, it's funny. I think for it's so hard to find deep cuts for for someone like him because he's got so many hits, you know. Right. Um, and the same goes for. Are you familiar with um, Juice World? I think they actually did a song together. He's. Like,
1: I've, I'm familiar with the name. I yeah. have like, if you needed me to tell you a specific song, I would have no clue.
0: So he was because unfortunately he passed away. Only 21 mm. years old. It was very sad. That's a whole... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. But he he released an... Or they... um, I guess his family released an album in July of his that was like mm. a bunch of songs that he was working on that they just okay. compiled into an album. And there's like many hits on... Like, I'm pretty sure they're like top 40 hits, which is so sad because... Just imagine what this guy would have done. Um, sure, and it's it, for me. It's so such a weird thing that I actually like because it's not music I would ever listen to, because it's mm-hmm. like it's like in the category of like SoundCloud rap, basically, where it's like okay, it's like emo rap, <laughs> yeah, sure. But I actually like it. Um, okay, and people, I should check that out. Yeah, it's because it's like I like the I like the lyrics. I and apparently, and I'm not a rap Like I don't know much about rap. Um, yeah. I, I I like a lot what I hear, but I I'm not like someone who like is um. I I keep forgetting words lately. This is really bad. <laughs> it's I'm not it's the COVID. I'm not a, an aficionado. Um right, but apparently like his freestyles are like amazing. Like I've seen some of them where he just like can like go off forever, and he's ridiculous. Interesting it was ridiculous. Right. Um, and uh and was a good musician too like he like he played a bunch of instruments like he was a very talented guy it's it's very sad hmm. um yeah
1: i should check that out then
0: yeah but he like just had like the thing is his album is just filled with hits so like it's all mm. stuff that was like he knew how to make a hit that would play like on the radio um right but Moving off of that completely. I mean, you should you should check him out if you haven't. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you're into that, well, actually, even if you're not into that kind of thing, because I wasn't, and I enjoyed it. So, um, it's called um, the uh, the the last album he did. Gosh, what was the name of it? Oh, Legends Never Dies is the name of the album that he that okay that was like the new one. Um, but um, what I've been listening to lately. So, a couple weeks ago. There was a, um, uh, they released on YouTube, the Beastie Boys' last show, oh bon, which was in Bonnaroo 2009. Like, that was the last okay. time they performed together. Wow. They, they released it on YouTube for just like, for one weekend only. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it. I always liked the Beastie Boys. I never dove into their stuff, but I always liked what I heard. Like, the, all like the hit songs. I was always a big mm-hmm. fan. Um, so I was like, I'm going to watch this concert. It's only here for the weekend. Might as well watch it. It is amazing. They're (laughs) incredible. And it's just like, I don't know. It, it, everyone, like you wish you were there. Everyone looked like they were having such a good time. It's sad that it was their last time performing together, but what a great final show to have. It's just unbelievable. But anyway... Mm -hmm. After that, I started digging deep into them, just, like, watching Beastie Boys videos, watching, like, interviews, just, like, going down, like, a a wormhole um, of all their stuff. And um, I had always listened to, like, you know, the um, License to Ill, which was their first album, which, like, had um, Fight for Your Right and... Sure. um, The song... Uh, I guess the song "Girls" is on that one. Um, what's okay, the yeah. other? There's another big one that's on there. Uh, that's that's escaping me. Um, oh, "No Sleep Till Brooklyn." Oh, um, okay. So like sure. that stuff, which is which is great, great stuff. But but what I kept hearing was that like their their best album or like the, they're more like. I feel like a lot of bands have this. Like Weezer had it with um, Pinkerton. Which is like the album that like everyone loves and thinks is their best, but like was was a critical failure, and you know hmm. it didn't it didn't go the way they wanted. So, so the Beastie Boys had that, and it's the same kind of thing. It was their second album, was Paul's Boutique, and all right, Paul's Boutique was like so. I, so this is what happened. I watched this interview with them on the Tonight Show, and Questlove was part of the interview. Oh, wow. And he kept saying how, like, Paul's Boutique was, like, such a, like, influence for him and how much he, like, how he thinks like, one of the best albums. Like, he just, he was, like, raving about Paul's Boutique and and they kept saying how, like, it was such a, like, commercial failure and all this stuff and they were going back and (laughs) forth and I was like, I gotta listen to this album. Hmm. And now, I, like, can't stop listening to it. I listen to it all the time. Yeah. And... And I'm like, oh, this relates to what we're talking about because I feel like this is one that, I mean, the whole album really is not, doesn't have any of their hits, I don't think. So, like, everything is almost like a deep cut in a way. Like, it's right. no, like, like what are the songs people know? They know Sabotage is, like, the probably the biggest.
1: Sabotage. Um,
0: you know. Uh, what was it,
1: Intergalactic? Yeah, Intergalactic. Yeah, like, stuff um, like
0: that. Um, there's, so, like... Yeah, stuff like that. Um yeah, no sleep till Brooklyn, the stuff from licensed to ill. License to ill and ill communication was the one that had sabotage. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So Paul's boutique is is all I, I'm pretty sure is like all stuff that was not were not big hits, but like it's my uh, after listening to it, like it's my favorite of and I can't oh, stop nice. listening to it. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um, it's, a,
1: it's a whole partic- album of a deep cut.
0: It is. It is kind of. But I would say, like the. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I would say the whole album. So if you the song, um, shake your rump is a is a good. Uh, that's the second track. Is really good, and then okay. Um, and then they have a song called "Hey Ladies," which I thought was. Oh like, yeah, I think I know that one. So maybe that isn't that one. Might be. Uh, not necessarily, um, a deep cut. But then they ha- there's the sounds of science, which is definitely a deep cut, because hmm. like, people don't. Um, that that was never that never got any radio play, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's funny how like the I went from like this one thing from watching the video, for watching the concert, so then watching interviews to watching Questlove. Being like, you know what? I'm gonna go check out this album, and now I can't stop with it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Questlove said it, so you gotta you gotta check it out.
0: I trust his opinions. You know, he seems like he knows what he's talking about in terms of music because he's such like a uh, music aficionado. There's that word again, but he's he's a real one. He he knows his (laughs) shit. So, um, so yeah, I would definitely take take what he says. Yeah. Seriously. Okay.
1: Cool. So that is definitely an album to check out. Especially for yeah. it being a uh, what I would imagine there's like ten ten songs on an on an average album, so you got ten deep cuts right there. Give yeah, or take. A little,
0: I would say, Yeah, I would say the whole album. I would say listen to the whole album. I I don't know. I don't even want to pick out tracks from it because I think it flows. Yeah. It, it really flows like an album should. Okay. Nice. So it's not like it. It's not like just a bunch of collection of songs. Like it, it flows like an album. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah. I, I would. Sweet. So- I would say that one.
1: When we were talking about this uh, topic, I immediately thought of uh, a band that I know you love as well Mm -hmm. um, and a specific album that I know that you love. Uh, And I feel like we've talked about this band so many times in the podcast. Tears for Fears, songs from the big chair. Yes. um, Where you had like the the major hits. You had uh, Shout, um, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Head over heels. Mm-hmm. And the song I thought of that was a deep cut. And I thought of it in two ways. One, I never hear this on the radio. Mm-hmm. And two, they've even admitted that this was like, a, I guess, their most requested song that they're asked to play uh, when they're touring that mm-hmm. wasn't like a single or anything like that. And that song is The Working Hour. Yeah. Uh, which is just such an amazing song it's like it's like dark and moody and um
0: it's I think so that's good that's why it didn't get radio play because i think what that would they, make uh, sense yeah yeah because i think they had like they wanted a specific thing mm-hmm. in the 80s i guess for, for right. the radio like it, I, it was too risky
1: and i wonder if maybe because they they're one of the bands that like they did have longer songs like shout mm-hmm. and everybody wants to rule the world Are 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 kind of longer songs. I think they're at least like over 4 minutes. Um mm-hmm. this song is is 6 minutes and 30 seconds, so I wonder if maybe those other songs did have like radio edit or radio friendly versions mm-hmm. and maybe this there was no way to reduce it or to make it friendly or maybe just the the record label uh didn't think it was that kind of song. Like that's always mm-hmm. what I think of when I think of like a deep cut like Yeah, my initial thought is, why didn't anybody make this one of the singles? Like this song is so good.
0: I know. Um, Yeah, I I think that there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of albums where I'm like, oh, you ever like listen to an album where you're like, the singles like might even be like the worst song on here. Mm -hmm. You're like, you don't even think like this. Like you like it, but it's just like it doesn't do anything for you.
1: So I think I have that for the next one on my list, which yeah. is, um, Gautier, who mm-hmm. had, uh, somebody that I used to know, which was like huge, like that, that, yeah, that song was everywhere. That was um, the
0: one, yeah, that, that was the one that everyone knew. Yeah, for yeah.
1: sure. Um, that was from the album Making Mirrors, which came out in 2011, which is mm-hmm. a crazy thought to think that it came out in 2011, almost 10 years ago now, if wow. my math is correct. Oh, geez. Um, which is so that's nuts um but that that's like a perfect example of one of those where i'm like there are so many amazing songs on this album that i don't understand why they were not like as big Mm -hmm. um yeah i picked out two as examples one of them was eyes wide open which turns out was like one of the singles they they released it as a single but i i've i heard it nowhere on the radio mm-hmm. um and then another song in your light which was um i'd say the opposite of like a lot of the other songs and on the album a lot of the songs in the album were very like i don't know I don't, I don't think i want to say dark but they had just just these like uh, minor key sounding like mm-hmm. it just sadder sounding and this one song is just like the super happy kind of very joyful type song um that's just it's just great it makes you smile so definitely recommend checking it out um in your light was that second song eyes wide open was the first song um i'd say definitely listen to the whole album of making mirrors there's a um Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the song right now. Um, State of the Art. State of the Art is a really great song uh that plays into he he just basically wrote the whole thing on um or at least inspired by a like keyboard thing that had all these various effects mm-hmm. and he made it into like a little story where like a family will get this keyboard that can do all these kind of things, like oh, I want to have uh repeating bassline. So okay, cool. I'm gonna push a bun- bunch of buttons, and now we have this little repeating bass line And like, the whole story is this family is now fixated on this piano, and so they don't go out, they don't watch TV anymore. Now they're just focused on what they can do with this piano. So like, it's a lot of fun. It's very cool. Um, mm-hmm. But it's one of the many songs on that album that I'm like, this should have been a hit on the radio. Why is everybody just focused on this one song of Gauthier? Um
0: yeah. It's that that happens all the time though. Puzzling. Yeah. Um, and I I'll be honest, I don't know much beyond that song. Mm -hmm. So like that's I mean, there's that's like what people hear, you know. Um I feel like the single is supposed to like get you to be like, Oh, I wanna check out the rest. Or I wanna see Mm -hmm. what else they have in their (laughs) yeah, what else they have in their catalog, or it just it's supposed to bring you in. Um So, and then I guess there are other, there's other people, other artists too, that maybe only have good singles. I guess there's examples of that too. Um, I don't know. Um, it's, I guess it's hard to say because like you don't, cause if you don't like, if you don't like a single, like you're not going to go deeper.
1: Yeah. I guess it could depend on the type of, on the album. Cause I could think of a few albums like, um, mm. Billy Joel's stranger, I think had, um, I think almost every single song was a hit on that album. Mm-hmm. Um, thriller. I mean,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's a, a perfect example. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, th- yeah. There's a lot of. St- I mean, you could go like to like the um the Beatles. You, you could go through, but sure. like that's just been done so much, you know. Yeah. Um, I want to go to something. Well, not really recent. The album's twenty years old, but <laughs> um, more recent, I guess, kind of. Sure. Um but in the beginning of quarantine for whatever reason I was going on walks and I was listening to Queens of the Stone Age which again that's mm. another band that I'd only heard the singles and never dove deeper even even though I liked them. Right. Even though I liked the singles I just never I don't know. It's just one of those things. So I was like I'd always heard that their album Rated R was like a was their best. So that's what I went for, it. and it has a couple, so you know like this um go with the flow was like that's their biggest hit, yeah, and that was um go with the flow and um oh wait, the other one um
1: oh man, I know what you're showing that because uh, I only no know one knows no one knows yep, no one actually knows. that that
0: one actually is probably even bigger, yeah, you know down down na na down down na na yeah yeah that um that though, awesome. is from that is from the the next album of theirs mm-hmm. um songs for the deaf so i went before which um which also had some hits actually you know i want to pull it up because okay. um cuz i forgot to to look cuz i want to talk about a particular song okay um and the so even so i guess even then they were pretty big or i guess this album was pretty big i would mm-hmm. think in terms of like just like a hard rock album because i guess it wasn't there really weren't that many that many big ones sure um so the lost art of keeping a secret that's that's the big song if you heard it you would you would recognize it okay um but the song that i like is in it's called in the fade okay and it has if you haven't heard it, it has such a great bass line. It's like, it's just really, really groovy. And the so the singer, um, what's cool is the singer of the band, the singer of Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Ami, he didn't actually sing on every song on this album. And I don't know if that's like a, uh, I, I would think that huh. co- like real Queens of the Stone Age um, diehards would like know that he doesn't do that on like other albums but like on this mm-hmm. album he sings on most of them but there's a few more than a few actually that he doesn't sing on like the bassist the bassist has a couple yeah it's like very varied so the bassist has a couple and he kind of like he's different like he kind of his songs are like really hard like he's like screams on his songs oh, okay. cuz that's like his that's his thing but sure. um but the guy who sings on in the fade is in a different band too like he has hmm. his own band that he that he fronts um and i wanted to look the thing i forgot to do was to look up the name of the band that's like i wrote a note to myself to do that and of course i didn't <laughs> do it um but um i'm sure people know i do know at some point in time dave gall was
1: playing in the band
0: so he was so if you go there it might even be when they're playing there's like a video of them playing at some festival and he's the drummer mm-hmm. um at this um at this festival. But let me I want to look up while I'm talking yeah. the uh the name oh, okay. His name's Mark um Mark Lanigan or Lanigan. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. But he um he his band is the Screaming Trees which I never that heard.
1: Sounds familiar, but I might just yeah. be thinking of another band that like sounds from sounds similar like The Flaming Lips or something like that.
0: Yeah, there's also the Scream. Neon Trees. There's something there's the else. The Neon Trees, yeah. Yeah, so he's in a band called The Screaming Trees, but he he was also in Queens of the Stone Age and he just like he had a different kind of voice and he just sa- he sang on this track and he sang on like a couple other ones too, I believe. But I just thought it was really cool that it's like they were able to mix it up just for for whatever would like benefit the song the most. I always like bands right. that do that. I think that's like really cool, and it, it seems very. I like that collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, so this song just it's it's got a great the I mean the chorus is great, but it's got such a great like buildup, yeah. and like it it starts out slow, and then like the bass line comes in, and then it the chorus is like really like hard rock and so it's it's good because especially like in the beginning of quarantine I was like going on walks and stuff and a little frustrated <laughs> but I was going on and it's like just a good song to listen to and I sort of had it like on like a I would listen to the entire album cuz the sure. entire album again filled with a lot of good deep cuts but this is one that's like really really stands out in the fade by Queens so of So this Age. is the
1: album you said it's called
0: Rated R Album is called Rated R I believe it yeah it came out Twenty years ago, so it's wow. it's uh, it's I guess that's an oldie now.
1: Yeah, that's that's a uh, weird thought. Yeah. It'll it'll soon be played on the uh, classic rock stations.
0: Yeah, I mean, it actually has that sort of sound that it could be played on classic mm-hmm. rock because it's, it's the because it is rock, right? Which is <laughs> which is, as we know, a dead art form. Yes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crazy.
1: So that's cool. Okay, that's definitely an album to
0: check out. Yeah, Uh, check out the whole album, but that track in particular is spot on.
1: So I think sticking with the the rock theme, Mm -hmm. now, I don't know if this is cheating, and Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I could let you and and the listeners decide. Um, I picked two albums of Led Zeppelin, only because there are certain songs of theirs that... like everybody knows stairway rock and roll Mm -hmm. um whole lot of love Mm -hmm. and there are certain songs that just i feel like don't get enough love you know like Mm -hmm. they're certainly not played on the radio if you're a fan you'll know it obviously but like i'm thinking radio songs you know i mean Mm -hmm. zeppelin specifically didn't want to do like release singles so i get that but like there are certain songs i'm like you the radio people should have just been playing this anyway Mm-hmm. Um the three song I picked three songs, two albums. The first song is ten years Gone' and that's from Physical Graffiti that was from uh nineteen seventy five mm-hmm. it's uh six minutes and thirty one seconds, so that may be a factor but granted, I mean, I feel like a lot of songs were a bit longer in the seventies, but who knows it's definitely has um it's not as hard rock. Mm -hmm. as their other songs it certainly is like a more um softer more kind of not necessarily a love song it sounds like a a heartbreak kind of song Mm -hmm. like thinking back on like a past love and stuff like that so like that's an amazing song i definitely recommend it 10 years gone it's from the physical graffiti album which is an amazing album definitely definitely check it out um the other one, the other two songs are from Houses of the Holy, which mm-hmm. is from 73. Um, and the two songs are Rain Song and No Quarter. And I feel like maybe there's like a theme with this because when you think of Zeppelin, you think of hard rock, you think of like just rock. And yeah. these songs are a bit softer. Like Rain Song mm-hmm. and No Quarter heavily feature piano and organ and are have like some darker kind of more maybe not I don't know if you would say psychedelic but more psychedelic mm. and more experimental than you would say just straight up hard rock and i think yeah. maybe that's why you don't hear him as much on on the radio also rain song is 7 minutes 39 seconds no quarter is 7 minutes flat um
0: but i mean that's that's not even that long really no i mean it, it is by i guess today's standards but it like doesn't seem Like when I think long, I'm thinking like over ten minutes.
1: Sure, yeah, but definitely. But compared to today's standards, yeah, it's definitely longer. Um, but yeah, I love these two songs, especially. Um, I would I would recommend checking out these songs. I would recommend checking out the album uh, "Houses of the Holy." Check out "Physical Graffiti." If you can find, and I know you you easily can on YouTube, or Mm. if you just own the DVD uh watch it's from the song remains the same live album um wow. it is their tour when they played madison square garden and their version of rain song and their version of no quarter in that performance are outrageous unbelievably so good so definitely recommend checking that out but if you want to stick with just like the studio albums check out houses of the holy check out physical Graffiti. Both incredible, but I feel like these three songs could have gotten a little bit more love.
0: Dare you say, uh, not a whole lot of love.
1: Not a whole lot for, of love.
0: But I'm for those. <laughs> Had to do it. Had to uh, do it. What can you do? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but that's what... Because you're like a real... Like me, I, I know, I really only know the hits. Mm-hmm. So like being um being a fan... Being a real fan of something, love, I mean, a band like Zeppelin, but any band really, you get to, you get to have that. You get to have those things. It's like, it's almost like your secret, you know, and <laughs> if you bit. go to like a show and then you, and then like other people, you know, you're there with like like-minded people right? and they're going to, um, and they're going to know exactly, I, I guess it depends. So I'm looking right now at like, at the, um, for me, the Beach Boys, and I, I probably mm. even talked about the song before. But it's like, if I went to, first of all, if I went to a Beach Boys show right now, it would suck (laughs) Yeah, because it's not even the real Beach Boys anymore, but it would just be me and a bunch of like, it'd be like me and a bunch of old people singing like Kokomo or something. It would be (laughs) garbage. But, um, so they're like a bad example, but, um, but I've always, so I love, love Pet Sounds, obviously. I think it's one of the best albums, maybe the best album it's in it's in the category of like one of the best albums of all time. Oh, totally. But um, but I so and I think like after and of course like not commercially successful, but you know revered later, what have you. But the album that came out a few years they did an album Sunflower in the nineteen seventy. Hmm. That I actually think is really good, but never got any anything. Yeah. And again, the whole album is really good. It's really different. There's like a lot of different. um, There's like some different styles on there, and one song in particular called "All I Want to Do" is very like ahead of its time. Mm. It's really, it's really weird because you listen to it, you're like, "This is like, it feels like something, I don't know, that could have come out." Like, there's a lot of bands, especially like maybe indie bands, who sort of. Are very heavily influenced by the Beach Boys, so it has like sort of like it's um so from what I read and i'm and I've said this before, like I'm terrible with music genres, but it's <laughs> it was like a first sort of shoe gaze type of song, okay. which I still don't understand what that means it actually apparently does have something to do with people looking at their shoes. Mm -hmm. Like that's where it like actually originates, which like, but that doesn't describe a sound to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not. Yeah. So like me saying that doesn't have, doesn't carry anything. Right. I have an image in
1: my head of like a person listening to the song, but I have no clue what exactly they're listening to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I, it's like a psychedelic-y sort of like, it's, it's trippy kind of, it has like a weird, thing going on i don't know but um (laughs) but that's a really that song in particular is a really good deep cut because it's sort of like is ahead of its time okay and it kind of i feel like it's it's like one of those songs it's like not talked about and yet you you have to know like it's influenced a lot of people so Mm -hmm. it's like it's a so it's like a weird it's it's a weird one
1: So this was on, you said the album was called
0: Sunshine? Sunflower. Sunflower. Came out in 1970. So it was like after, I feel like by 1970, the Beach Boys were not, they were not cool. Like they were, (laughs) at that point in time, like they they had, like their their time was probably the early 60s Mm -hmm. where like people were like into them. Right. And then like after, I mean, Pet Sounds and then Brian Wilson's still a part of it, but like he wasn't. Nineteen seventy. I don't know what his health was like then. Probably wasn't great, but he still. It was like a collaborative album, and it was still like it was still good. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I thought all I want to do was like a really interesting and like different for them. Okay, not like it's not their best album, definitely, but it's like it's one that I feel like it's it's doesn't get enough respect. Yeah, because it has some good stuff. Some really good stuff on there. But yeah, definitely that song in particular. Okay. Is is top notch.
1: Very cool. I will check that out and I'll try to do my best uh shoegazing. While uh Yeah, while I don't listening. know.
0: someone <laughs> will, someone'll will, like someone can explain it to me better, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Someone who's who knows what they're talking about.
1: Yeah. So another album that I have on here and jumping around in, in genres. This is more of the soul, R&B, funk, neo-soul, according to Wikipedia. Uh, It's CeeLo Green's Lady Killer. And this is the the album that had Fuck You on it, which that was another like monster hit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe there were like one or two other songs that were kind of like bigger. Um, But I feel like not many had radio play beyond that one. And no, that song, one, and it
0: was "Forget You," remember? Right. They couldn't it was say "Forget Fuck. You" on was, on all yeah, the radios. It was edited, which uh, didn't have the same punch. Gotta no, say, definitely "Fuck You" not. is very different from "Forget You." Yeah, it's a very different I feeling.
1: It was, I always thought it was interesting that uh, Bruno Mars uh, co-wrote the song. Um, yeah,
0: but he didn't write "Forget You," though he wrote "Fuck You." Right. You yeah. know, forget, like that's that to me is so. I don't know. Like, I, I get why you do it because you're like, hey, if you just write forget you, you're gonna get paid a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, but well, we have that it issue really right now. Takes with, it away.
1: We have that issue right now with the the WAP song.
0: Oh, well, what what can you even they, what can I, you even say in that? They
1: they've changed it. They don't even do anything with a P. It's it's mm-hmm. it sounds so gross when I hear the edited version. They I think they say wet and gushy.
0: Mm. you know what they could do they could just have the ben shapiro version playing and then that's what they really, should do yeah yeah that wet would ass be great. pussy <laughs> oh my god uh but yeah so <laughs> oh, no no wet wet ass p word
1: wet s p word yeah <laughs> there you go um, that, that's how you do it there you go um but on CeeLo green's lady killer that album there's one song and it's actually a cover song mm-hmm. it's uh no one's gonna love you yeah, and, by
0: Band of Horses. Band
1: of Horses, yeah. And mm-hmm. I love his version. It's mm-hmm. such like a cool, like, it's it's not so different, but it's like just mm-hmm. enough that's different that it's like very intriguing. And I wish it was played more on the radio. I wish it got more love. Again, another one, well, not getting a whole lot of love.
0: Yeah, well, I feel like with, with someone like CeeLo, if he's going to do a cover... It's automatically going to be different because his voice is so unique mm-hmm. that it, it's immediately going to be something else. Yeah. Um So yeah, he. Uh, I don't know. Like maybe he was a thing with covers that they don't play on the radio. I mean, they do play covers, though. Yeah, People they do. do I mean, and they, yeah. Um. People just, make make hits off of covers, right? I or mean, they used to anyway. Jimi Hendrix with all along the
1: wa- uh, all along the Watchtower. You have um. Yeah. But uh, in modern it, day, though modern day, I don't know. I mean, you have. I'm just thinking back to like even just like the 80s. Was it the, yeah. always uh, always something there to remind me? Was yeah. a a Bert Backrack song? Um, yeah. In um, huh. oh my God, the no doubt with Gwen Stefani, they had the song. um oh, it's it's my life. It's my life, which, which was a, um, something from the 80s, I believe.
0: Yeah, I still like the the 80s version better, but um, I it's. I go back it's and not forth. Bad. It's not between bad. Uh, which but, one I like more.
1: But yeah. But that's like kind of the a... last one
0: though. Hmm. I feel like there aren't any like cover like no one has like radio hits of like a cover anymore. Yeah, you know, you know
1: that's hmm.
0: I I wonder why that stopped. Cuz like I feel like that might have something to do with it cuz I feel like in another time like that absolutely mm-hmm. could have been a hit.
1: I feel like if I if I do hear modern covers it tends to be in like movies yes like i'll hear like a a modern rendition of like a think that i can't remember which movie but they definitely just did one for like pink floyd or something like that or Mm -hmm. um i don't know i mean usually i feel like it happens in like those um oh my god what the hell are they called like the young young adult uh movies like fire yeah what the hell was they that?
0: they used to do it like there's like the I always remember in and this is a while ago, this is like twenty years ago, American Pie or American Pie 2, where um Jason Biggs um super glues his hand to his dick and the the uh Oh the or I think
1: uh, Alien Ant Farm when they did yeah. um Yeah, yeah. Smooth yeah. Criminal.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh so like that. Yeah, like times like that, they would play like covers. Mm-hmm. But it's like not something that happens anymore. So right. I feel like that that ha- that has to have something to do with it. I
1: feel like I'll see that, or like maybe in like a trailer, and that's the only time you ever hear the music.
0: Yeah, well, they they cover like in trailers a lot. They cover Radiohead for some reason all mm. the time. Like I would there was there's like slow versions of like creep. Okay. Yeah. Totally. I just I saw it somewhere. I I don't know. What it was it was uh, oh, you know what it was? it was for trailer for um that show you on Netflix, which I've never seen, but like the trailer came on, and it was oh, because he's a creep he's yeah a that makes sense so it was like it was like a, it was a um a slowed down version, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that's usually yeah. how I tend to hear like the new yeah. covers uh it'll be like a slowed down version typically uh in like yeah. a trailer or something like that,
0: yeah, so um. But anyways, uh Celo Green. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
1: no one's ever, what was it? No one's gonna love you.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's a good one. Very You good. know, I was trying to think earlier of like um Fleetwood Mac deep cuts, but I feel like everyone mm. like knows I don't know, a lot of people know the good stuff. Uh, the, um maybe I feel Big like they're, the, Love. All, well, All of Rumors is like one is well, yeah. all, one giant hit, so it's like
1: Rumors is incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, so I had one now this goes back to um more modern mm. album only came out um ten years ago, ten years ago um it was so um the album high violet by the national was okay a that was like their biggest success, I think or it was like their Best rated, or or it, it probably was, if I had to guess, like critically acclaimed, what have you? It's mm-hmm. what like helped. the I, I think I don't know. It's not my favorite album of theirs, but okay. I think it's it's the one that made them the biggest. Um, my favorite is probably either Boxer or Alligator, the ones that came before. Mm-hmm. But the song, so the the first song on, on the album is called Terrible Love. It's a great song. And so good that when I was at one of their shows, the lead singer came out to the crowd to sing it, and I was with him and with like a few other people, like surrounding his microphone, all singing together. It was amazing. It was great. (laughs) But um, just the fact that he actually came down and like, yeah, I got to be there in this pit singing. Like I was like right next to him. It was nuts. That's amazing. But um, but it's a good song. But they so they like performed it on um, on. Jimmy Fallon show before the album came out okay. and it was really like and I and I actually um if it's on YouTube um I would actually suggest people go look this performance up cuz it's a really good performance of the song um and it like it's it has like a build up and it's really it's like gets intense and it's good and for them you know they're not like the, they're not going to go crazy but like he but he Especially, he used to get pretty like he would scream sometimes and he would get pretty intense Mm -hmm. and the song like the performance the song great like oh I'm looking forward to this album because it was before the album came out then the song on the album you you hear it and it it feels more subdued like they they like they dialed it back so it's still good but it's not like doesn't have the same punch right so I think that was like a little disappointing Mm mm-hmm at least I find that a little disappointing. But what I'm getting at is if you get the, they have an expanded version. This is, not, this is some real deep cut shit. <laughs> they have an expanded version of the, of the album that has a couple, like, has a couple live things on there, I believe, um, and, and like another song. And then it has Terrible Love alternate version. Oh. So that, that version is like a little more like, uh, it, it has a little more punch to it. Mm-hmm. For the life of me, I don't know why that wasn't this, just the one they used. Right. I don't get it. There's got to be a reason that I just don't know. Maybe they thought, because it's the first song on the album, that it wasn't like a good way to kick it off. I don't know. <laughs> but the alternate version, I like so much better <laughs> right to the point where like I don't listen to the to the main one that's so the regular one because like I the because the alternate one to me is just the better one and sure. it was the one I thought we were getting because like that's the one <laughs> that seemed most similar to the performance and when they perform it like when he's performing it we're all like and there's like some liveliness to it like it just feels like that's the one that it should be you right know? Wow. it's like it's so it's so interesting yeah but um yeah i would advise you i mean even even if you're not like into them i would say check out i would say check out the live performance and then check out the version on the album just to see the difference sure to know what i'm talking about and if you can and on and if you have spotify on spotify too they do have the expanded version so you can listen to nice the um the alternate version but it the live one is really is really great um live and alternate are Mm -hmm. are both really great yeah but yeah that's a weird that's like such a strange that to me is like the strangest deep cut i've ever found
1: (laughs) yeah it is i I, that is i guess one of those perfect uh situations where you're wondering like what were they thinking like why did they go with this version and not that version
0: yeah i always wanted to ask (laughs) like what what was the deal
1: yeah Hey the national if you're listening yeah. uh reach out yeah. to us and uh let us know what's up yeah. what's going on why why did you do Yeah. That?
0: Yeah, but like it's almost but if you ask like any like any like big fan of theirs like they'll they'll agree like yeah I don't know why <laughs> that like that version or maybe maybe someone knows better than I do I don't know but like it's such a weird one that they they added it on this like it's literally called terrible love uh uh colon colon yeah, a uh, alternate version okay <laughs> and or uh I'm like I think i'm like I'm having like brain farts, like you would not believe, I don't know what's going, I'm forgetting everything, I think I need to do one of those like um uh the the like lumosity those like online oh, things maybe to strengthen my brain like yeah. i'm I'm turning into rubber. I'm finding it's that terrible.
1: it doesn't appear that there's an amount of coffee that I'm able to put into my body that is keeps me not being tired.
0: No coffee gets me to my baseline now. Yeah, like it's not even like, oh, this is gonna. Per-. This is like, no, 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 no. If you don't have coffee, you don't, you don't get to have a a day. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you need to have this. Yeah. first.
1: I am a broken person, people.
0: Yeah, like I don't <laughs> exist. I don't exist yet. Yeah. Um, I, have, I know it's so. Yeah, whatever. I have yeah. a, a
1: a few more, and I was yeah. Um, I guess when I was thinking about this, I was thinking a lot about like, uh, like older stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and granted, like thinking, thinking about it, I don't know what it was like when the albums first came out. I can only tell you what it seems to be now in these days. Um, mm-hmm. So the first thing that I got is Black Sabbath, with their album mm-hmm. Paranoid, and that was from 1970. And mm-hmm. I, I, if you know the album, most of it is like what you think of when you think of Black Sabbath. You think of heavy metal, like the first metal mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but there's this one song that I absolutely love, and it's called Planet Caravan, and four minutes thirty-two seconds, and it is it's definitely like in the beginning of black sabbath Be- like before they got like super super heavy i think if you even like like ozzy osbourne doesn't consider themselves a metal band i think he considers them like hard rock kind of situation mm-hmm. and this has like definitely elements of like psychedelic going on um there's like an echo type maybe fuzz effect on his voice that's going on. It's very, um, I mean, there's an, it's acoustic guitar type song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's acoustic guitar. I think bongos, if I'm not mistaken. What?
0: Really? Yeah. I don't, somehow I just don't see Ozzy and bongos together in the yeah. same room, but it works so well.
1: And I love the song. It's definitely, I think one of my favorite songs, just period. um, but I never hear it on the radio. And I definitely oh, I mean, recommend what, it. Planet Caravan on the Paranoid album.
0: Yeah, I mean, with that kind of stuff, you have to look like um my dad, for instance, has the classic vinyl station on all the time mm, in sure. his on Sirius XM. So it's like whatever's playing there is gonna be um is gonna be like the hits, you mm-hmm.
1: know. Yeah, it's always the the definitely the hits. But uh yeah. this one for some reason is not uh i never hear it
0: yeah it's a shame i don't know um i mean i got i got some others that are not as interesting <laughs> they're like uh they're kind of all over the place all right um but i'm curious um well i guess in the same vein as the national cuz i like that stuff mm-hmm. um i like a lot of the early 2000s uh New York, scene sure. um uh, But um, well, I, this is really two. Um, Interpol, their first album, "Turn On the Bright Lights." Okay. Um, they so, so Interpol is interest is such an interesting band because I mean I love them, I, I love them because I love their first couple albums. Their last few are not great, but mm-hmm. I still I still appreciate them, and I would still always go see them and. Would Love to see them again once things are <laughs> once you can, yeah. But uh, and they, but the thing is, they they like I, I'm pretty sure I don't know if they they must have sold it out. They sold out MSG like a couple like a year or two ago, which is like crazy. But I think like they're such a they're a New York band, and I think like because I saw them at Terminal Five. Which okay. if you're if you're familiar with yeah. Terminal Five, it's a it's a big venue. Yeah, it's great. They sold out. They sold out three nights in a row there. Wow. I mean, like, this was in 2014, mm-hmm. so not that long ago.
1: No, definitely not.
0: Um, but um, I got to see them at Forest Hills on there where they played "Turn On the Bright Lights" from start to finish.
1: Oh wow, that's um, cool.
0: And some others too. So it also had some had B sides, mm. which Now, this is something that I learned by accident, but (laughs) they have a song called Specialist Okay, that is a B-side from Turn On The Bright Lights. Now, apparently, this B-side is on a soundtrack for the show. Do you remember the show The O.C.?
1: I remember it. I've never seen a single episode, though. But that. So apparently
0: it. this this song somehow made its way onto that soundtrack. Oh. So now I don't know if I could consider it a deep cut anymore <laughs> because it's 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 on there. Right. What I will consider a deep cut is they have so they have a song, it's just called Song Seven. And I think maybe they just was there it was like a placeholder and they never changed it. Yeah. But it so but it appears on like the B sides of Turn on the Bright Lights. But it has it's a very like dark song. Hmm. But it has like it has like a very dark sound and everything. But I but I I mean, I think it's fantastic. It's just um it's gripping. Let's call it that. Okay. I think it's gripping. But um there's two versions of it though, again <laughs> where they have so they did it. I think it was like meant to go on this album and they didn't have a place for it. Okay. And then they re-recorded it for the next album, but it's, like, on the B-side of the next album. So it, like, Hmm. never made it to, it never made it to the albums. Right. Like, the second time, even. But they changed, (laughs) so, like, there's a part, there's almost, like, I would almost call it a rap that's, like, over it in the first version. And it's not great. It's, like, a little, it's a little much. Right. And on the next version, the like main difference is that part was just eliminated, and wow. less is more because like it just it wasn't like it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So like that, so song seven appears on the bright lights B sides as well as Antics, the next album, their B sides as well. That's amazing. I'm pretty sure. I have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure like. I've checked a couple because I think sometimes you have an album and you, for like I had the full thing with the B side Mm -hmm. and you realize oh this isn't on like the original album yeah you have to check it to see. um,
1: I find that interesting. I have some songs that I have in like I have an album in iTunes that like I had from a CD and then like the X many years later I'm now looking on Spotify and they have a slightly different like order of the songs and maybe one one or two is missing like maybe a bonus track is not there yeah yeah it's weird yeah
0: i mean it could be a spot i mean i i actually think you know what i will check this i think i actually do have the cd of antics somewhere Mm. because i I had bought it you know at fye like years ago (laughs) (laughs) which is crazy but um which I, i i miss i seriously miss just like yeah, the man. excitement of buying like a C for me. It's and for us, it's a CD. Yeah, you know whatever. It was exciting. I loved it. Screw, screw you who don't like CDs or who think go, you know. Go to FY. Finals the only way. Yeah. Go, to, go to Tower well, we Records. Grew up in the, we grew up in a different time. Yeah, and um, <laughs> that so that one yeah. According to Spotify, it's just on. So you have Antics and then you have Antics Special Edition, mm-hmm. and it comes on right after the last song. So it's like the first b-side okay on both and it's and it's also a b-side on bright lights i don't understand it yeah but i don't know why they were just like we can't put this song anywhere on any album it just doesn't work (laughs) but we'll just keep altering the versions of it
1: there's a part of me that's thinking that would be amazing if you had a band that had several albums and on every single album they had one song that they would repeat and they just did it in a slightly different version each time
0: I Feel like that's almost what they were going for, maybe. And like, maybe it's like, I don't know, I haven't checked the other B size, but maybe it's like <laughs> a thing albums? they just keep doing, yeah, yeah, like they just keep altering At a song certain seven.
1: Point, why not, you know,
0: yeah? Um, <laughs> so there going. you go, that's that's the magic lore of song seven. <laughs> if you can find it, it's there. Song seven, okay, check that yeah. out. Um, yeah, I have three more songs
1: uh, left. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the m- is and I'm still in that that old school vibe here. It's Elton John. It's from Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, which was like a huge album. Mm, yeah. Um, it was from 1973, and the song that I feel does not get enough love. It does not get a whole lot of love. Is the first mm. song on the album "Funeral Funeral for a Friend" slash "Love Lies Bleeding," which mm. is a really amazing song. I mean it. I can kind I can understand why this would not be on the like radio. It's eleven minutes and nine seconds, Um and it starts yeah. out with like kind of like a funeral, like not like straight up, like dun, dun, da 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 da. Not a straight up one of those, but kind of. It starts out with like that. That was the Empire
0: March, by the way. Was that? I thought that yeah, was um, But that that does seem funeral appropriate. Maybe.
1: It was so it was like definitely that organ That's what I
0: want playing at my funeral. Yeah. The go for March.
1: It. Uh it's that like organ type music that's like funeral stuff. Um yeah, and I know, then yeah. it explodes da-da-da,
0: into da-da-da. Yeah, and that's, then oh, it explodes
1: uh, into the, just this amazing, amazing song that That's cool. Is so good. Um and it's like it's just it's rocking. It's got that, like, sort of, not, not, I don't think cheesy is the right word because Elton John is just, he's his own, he's like an enigma of like just mm-hmm. so good. Um, but kind of like that early, um, sort of like cla- not classic rock, but like the early, um, rock that has a little bit uh, still of, like, that twinge of, like, rockabilly in it. Yeah, um, sure. It's so good. So I definitely recommend giving that one a listen. I saw it the first time. So I, I had no clue what this song was. Um, I knew, like, some of the other hits on Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Obvi- uh, Goodbye mm-hmm. Yellow Brick Road, obviously. Um, Benny and the Jets. Uh, mm-hmm. And I when I was younger, I don't honestly don't remember what age, but it was when Billy Joel and elton John were doing like the, their dual tour. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: and since I'm from Long Island, uh I've it's been um ingrained in me to always love Billy Joel. So we saw them play at I think NASA Coliseum and Elton John played that song, Funeral for a Friend, it which was the first time I ever heard that song. Wow. And it blew my mind i was like this is this might be one of the greatest performances i've ever seen ever and it was so good i just immediately Uh, like needed to know more about that song when i got home it was so good
0: that's amazing definitely how old were you when you when you were there
1: uh early teens if if maybe maybe 12 i don't know but early early i was young Wow. Yeah, so good. Parents obviously took me I didn't, didn't go on my own. But uh outrageous. I I liked Elton John at the time. I loved Billy Joel, but that like changed everything. I was like I now love Elton John. He's incredible.
0: Well, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that would that'll like I I love moments like that that'll really like that'll they'll like make you a new fan. Totally. I mean, that's kind of how I felt you know bringing it back to like the beastie boys, mm. even just watching that that YouTube thing like kind of inspired me to um to like dig into their catalog and I want to do it more totally but like to find to find that yeah um but um yeah, I don't know i mean i have I don't really have anything else I've got like other things that I'm listening to okay. that like that I think are you know good songs and stuff mm-hmm. but like lately it's just I've just sort of um, you know, bounced I would say like um there's like underrated songs, you know. I w I'll I'll say this. Um th- on the album rumors, mm. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Which by the way, it seems to be relevant now with that do you see that TikTok I, with the ocean yeah. spray? Yeah. <laughs> so that so they're like kind of relevant so again, weird. sort of because of that? Yeah. But um, I mean, "Dreams" is a fantastic song. Incredible! But that was a hit. That was a hit. Um, But I like a lot of the songs um, that aren't. So, like, I would say, I mean, that song has a that that album has a lot of singles. Yeah, you've got "Dreams." um, I would say "Don't Stop" is another one. Oh yeah. Um, The uh, chain Mm -hmm. is like big. That was, like, made big again from, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, because that was, like, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Was Um, that
1: at the the end when, like, they... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which, like, like, inspired a new... Like, there were people (laughs) like, what is this song? It's, like, it's Fleetwood Mac. It's a fucking great song. Yeah, of course. I'm glad, like, that, um, you know, that gave it, like, a little bump, um... And the, and go your own way. Mm-hmm. I'd say like that. Those are like the ones. But like the ones on the album that I I, I love the first track, secondhand news. Yeah, is a great one. And I don't think that was a single. Um, I wouldn't call that. It's hard to hmm, say it's a yeah. deep cut because it's the first song on the yeah. album. But um, but then a song that's underrated, I think, is um, is uh. With Christine McVie on lead vocals, "You Make Love and Fun," oh, which was like a song about, um, I, I guess it, like that was a more personal because they were all going through shit at that mm-hmm. time and doing a lot of cocaine, yeah, and like that was about her at the time because her, her and her husband were divorcing or had gotten a divorce, mm-hmm. so it was like about him, about them, okay, um, and I and that song has like a cool, um funky kind of vibe to it as well it's like different mm-hmm. um so that song's kind of underrated i think i think it's like a good song that doesn't get the attention yeah it deserves i didn't know so that you one. make love and fun i would i would say um listen to it after this okay it's, yeah it's, i uh, I, I think you'll really like it
1: another uh christian McPhee song on that album that i absolutely love and i think it might be my favorite Fleetwood mac song mm-hmm. is uh songbird and it
0: is oh, from yeah, that
1: album as well Yeah. Um. It's just it's yeah, a beautiful song. Yeah, it's a really song. pretty song.
0: Yeah, yeah that's, that's another good deep cut of that album. Yeah. Um, but that album's so layered and so, oh, it's so great. It's
1: definitely up uh, there with like some of the best albums ever made.
0: Oh, yeah. That's so good. So that's that's one I'll throw in there. All right. That's the one I'm going to throw in. Cool.
1: And then also, I'll just wrap it up super quick. I'll just bounce uh, with these next two uh, fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is Kings of Leon. It was their mm-hmm. album, uh, Only by the Night. Uh, which came mm-hmm. out in 2008, and mm-hmm. I I seem to have, wow, this is actually really weird. I seem to have a very big thing with uh, the first song of the album, because um, the last one, Elton John's "Funeral for a Friend," "Love Lies Bleeding," was the first song on that album. In this so- mm-hmm. uh, album, only by the night by Kings of Leon, the first song "Closer," I think, is mm-hmm. an amazing song that I hear nowhere on, uh, or I heard rather nowhere on the radio when that album came out. It is so good. It kind of has like, it's, it's rocking, but it also has a little bit of like psychedelic kind of things going on. It's heavy, but like, um, kind of like heavy in like a slower kind of heaviness, not like a fast Mm -hmm. kind of like her kind of thing. It's more of like a slow, deliberate punch kind of Mm -hmm. heavy. Um, it's so good. Really recommend that. Closer, Only by the Night uh, uh, for, by Kings of Leon. And then the last song that I would have to say is by Stevie Wonder, the album yeah. Inner Visions, which I know some people say that Songs in the Key of Life is his best album. I personally think Inner Visions is. And it is the first song on the album that I think is a song that doesn't get enough love. And that is the song called Too High, 4 minutes, 36 Never seconds. Never heard it. It's. It's really great. It it has everything you could want. It's funky. It's it's got soul. It's got uh, backup singers singing these little high doo 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 doos and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. It's so good. Oh,
0: uh, he's someone that I really like. Would really want to see live someday. I just feel like it would be so much fun. Like I feel yeah. like that's just a show. Like everyone would just be having such a great time. And I don't know. I got to. S- I
1: don't remember if I saw him play. I got to see him. I was able to stand next to him. Um, I, when I was working at the, my old company, uh, we did an mm-hmm. event and he was there and he's a big dude. He's very tall yeah. and very wide. Really? He's like a linebacker. Um, I, I didn't
0: know that actually. Yeah. Either
1: that or I'm just short. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm, I think I'm, I'm like the average height. No. Uh, I, I, yeah. but yeah, no, he, I, he definitely like presented somebody with uh, an award. I don't remember if he played anything you know what he did he Mm -hmm. played a little bit but it was uh it was cool i it was like just like one or two songs but i would have loved to have seen like a whole concert
0: oh yeah for sure but yeah Uh so
1: good he's one of the greatest
0: oh he's so great yeah that's cool though yeah i haven't really dug like super deep into his Mm -hmm. stuff again besides like the hits yeah um but i'm sure yeah i would love to take a deeper dive absolutely Take deeper dives. That's that's the uh, the moral here. Yeah, I
1: like it. Take deeper Is dives. Go, folks. Take take
0: take the deep end. Go to the deep end <laughs> and find the deep cuts. Yes,
1: find the song. Find the song that's being that's been on every single album, just in a slightly different way. Yeah. Find that number seven.
0: <laughs> find find your song seven. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Oh, this was great. This was fun.
1: If you liked this episode of The Poncho Section, please consider leaving us a review on your podcast player. Follow us on the social medias, Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams. Type The Poncho Section and look for Headley the Duck. Do you want to support The Poncho Section and show that support? Well, get yourself some Poncho Section merch. We got t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, phone cases, art prints, stickers, and mugs. Just go to theponchosection.com, scroll down to the bottom, and click Merch. And finally, if you want to be featured on an episode of The Poncho Section, send a voice memo to ponchosection at gmail.com, and we'll play it in an upcoming episode.
0: There you have it, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Peace!